Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 174 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. I had some during the podcast, actually. Yum, yum. Oh, man. If you guys want to check out Couchtown Coffee, go to couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, let them know how you want it roasted, and they will roast it fresh for you, and they will ship it to your house. That's what I think is one of my favorite things about it. I don't have to go anywhere for coffee anymore. I just say, could I get some of this coffee? Yep. And then within a week, boom, it's at my house, all ready to go. And Couchtown Coffee has been roasting coffee for me now for almost three years, two years, three years, somewhere in there. Love it. Absolutely love it. So check it out. CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like. Make an order. Let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they will give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is that awesome. Thanks, Couchtown. This week, I'm sitting down with Corey Waller of Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. Corey Waller is, oh, it's been a while since he's been on the podcast. Last time we talked, we were talking Jay Clyde stuff. And this this week, we sit down and we talk what happened after Jay Clyde kind of decided to hang up their boots one of the best bands out there in the area, and they decided to go a different direction. They split apart into two different bands, pretty much, and both of them are absolutely stellar. Corey is leading Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. We talk about how he found the band members, how everything got to be where it was at, how it all formed, what all the members do in the band, what they kind of add to the special mix that uh, would not necessarily be as attainable if it was just a solo project. And this is a really fun episode. Sit down and talk about that stuff. I love sitting down talking about the relationships we build in the music community, how we're all friends, how we kind of all look up to each other, and how everyone kind of helps each other out, whether or not we're in a band together or not. Uh, That's one of the reasons I have touted on this podcast many times that the North Central Iowa music scene is insanely, insanely supportive of one another. And uh, everyone is just so talented and Corey's got a great team of people working with him. So hats off to Corey for finding the right people to do all the stuff that he wants to do. Uh, We also talk about new material coming out. Yeah, that's right. Corey Wall and the Wicked Things is going to have some material coming out. So follow them on social media. Check that kind of stuff out. Otherwise, um, merch. Oh, man. We talk about merch a little bit in this episode, too. They got merch, and I can't wait to go get some. So check it out. This is episode 174 of the Audible Farm podcast. And this is with Corey Waller of Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. I'm sitting down with Corey Waller today. Corey, I've had a few of your new bandmates on the podcast recently, but I haven't had you on in a... Almost two years? Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a little bit, yeah. It has. We tried to set it up like last spring, I think, and then... Well, you we, got we busy. Both, yeah, we just both got busy, so... Yeah. Pretty my fault, but... Well, right. well, I mean, you're starting a new band. Or, yeah. Or did start a new band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, been a, been a busy year. It has, honestly. Like, uh, I played a, like I was talking on a previous podcast, I played a few shows on some days that you played shows and things like that, and it was kind of cool to see you guys playing like downtown while we're playing at Sneakers, you know, and things like that. Yeah, yeah packing the place uh that was during rag bride mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool uh you guys have done quite a few pretty big shows like already it's been uh a pretty wild ride we kind of got handed the keys to the kingdom last year for some reason so nice yeah, yeah nothing wrong with that yeah oh that reminds me of uh 
there's like a guitar shredder guy who made a like a how-to video and at the beginning he's like oh, i'm gonna give you the keys to the lamborghini <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh i don't yeah. know so oh man so Corey waller and the wicked things is the new band yeah um, came out of the ashes of jay clyde band uh splitting apart or whatever i don't know what like the correct term i think you guys just ran your course and went two different directions yeah i think ironically you did a pretty good job explaining it and it was like uh everybody was kind of on their way to do different things mm -hmm. and all the j clyde guys were all still friends all that's still good it didn't end on bad terms it was just like everybody wanted to go do something different mm -hmm. i think and like unless somebody ended it it would have never ended yeah yeah <laughs> and well, it just kind of gets backburnered you know what i mean so it was just a good clean place to end it and now everybody's doing their thing and i think everybody's happy with what they're doing so if there's any band that should have been split in half it was that band because you guys were so talented you didn't yeah, need yeah. That, you didn't need that much talent yeah, in one band. Yeah. it's uh it's crazy like i've been stupid lucky the whole time that i've ever played music i think i told you this last time i was like I always really just wanted to be in a good band and I knew like I maybe wasn't the most talented person, but you surround yourself with so much talent. It's like this person could be a professional musician. This person could be a professional, like this person deserves to be a front person in, in their own band, you mm -hmm. know, and you don't even deserve to be in. I don't deserve to be in this band, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah. So like, yeah, it's everybody in J Clyde is incredible. Everybody in the Wicked Things is incredible and deserve to have their own band or be the front in their own band or get way more credit than, than I don't know, hopefully I give them a ton of credit and a ton of praise and everything. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I absolutely loved watching you guys and Jay Clyde. I loved uh, everything that kind of came out of that, whether it be like Neil Anders making that solo album a few yeah. years back. I think he's making a new one. Yep. Or he made a new one, maybe. Yep. You know, it's, so. uh, I was just texting with him last week, and it's it's almost done. Woo. Sounds like he's just got some stuff to finish, and I, I've got to hear a little bit of it as it's gone through, and I'm super excited to cool. hear the whole thing. Yeah. Dude, his, uh, his last album was tons of fun, so I'm yeah. stoked to hear this one. Maybe you'll have to be my in-person to get him on the yeah. podcast. He's Man, because we, we text each other like whenever I'm cooking a steak at my house, and then like I send, I send him pictures, and then he's like, you need to come over, and like I'll cook you a steak. And then I'm like, I can come over, and then I can like – we can drink beers and I can talk you into letting me listen to your whole album. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool that you guys are all still friends out of the whole deal too. Cause I mean like bands splitting up in any capacity is never easy or like even just losing one member out of a band yeah, yeah. is never easy. You know, yep. it's tough to bring the new guy in, you know, and, mm -hmm. I've, and I've been the new guy in a yeah. couple of bands here and there. Yep. It's, it's not always an easy thing. Plus you got to like hope the formula fits and, and everybody kind of just fits together. Cause I mean, it's kind of like one of those like sports analogies where you can have a million talented people, but if they don't play together, then it doesn't yeah. work out as well as it should. And that's kind of like a transition into the wicked things, like where we got stupid lucky again. Yeah. Again, just got <laughs> stupid lucky. Like every everybody just just worked. And I think like M said it on the podcast that she was on. It's like it truly was like got everybody together just randomly. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we had a first practice, and, like, we played through the first song, and it's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's like, no way. No way did you get this lucky and just, like, have that vibe going on, like, mm -hmm. with all the same people at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I remember Ronley saying something about how when you initially had, like, set up the band, you didn't quite have – you had the idea of putting Emily in there, but it was still just kind of, like, getting thrown around. And then when she mm -hmm. came in, it was just like, this is staying. Yeah. This is staying yeah. here. 
So, and kind of the origin story of that was back, it would have been like the last summer of Jay Clyde. I think it was like Sean Menekis's idea was to try to put like his horn band and Jay Clyde together and then have like the Johnson sisters from Salty View. Oh my God. And do cool. like, yeah, and do like a big like Almond Brothers pieces and like just have like a 10 piece band like two we still wanted to keep both drummers we wanted to have dean oh, and, yeah, yeah dean be, and jake would that'd be, be awesome yeah yeah, yeah. And so it was like when ronley and i were talking about trying to put the wicked things together um we worked some of the members out and then i was like dude it'd be so cool to have M in the band mm-hmm. and like i was in salty views with her mm-hmm and I had just saw, like, her mom added a video of her playing guitar at, like, a golf course. Hmm. And I was like, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because Ronnie was like, you're playing electric guitar in this band. <laughs> so and, you- I, and I had only ever played acoustic guitar in J. Clyde. Okay. All right. But you've played electric before, though. Not no. very much. No? No. You, no. you didn't play electric in any past bands? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. That's nope. wild. Yeah. So then he was just like, you're going to buy an electric guitar and all the good stuff. And then I was like, okay, well, M can play acoustic guitar. And some some stuff we do now, like we double up on acoustic. But mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I know she can sing like better than any of us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so like, honestly. Yeah. She's, she's so good. Yeah. And it would just be a perfect fit. And then he was down for it. And never, I mean, it just, it works, man. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw Emily at a jam night, I was just, I don't know why I always go in with like low expectations for everyone. And then like, if they're good, I'm just like, holy cow, this mm-hmm. is awesome. And yeah, I, yeah. Like as soon as she was done, I was like, you want to be on the podcast? Because yeah. you're good. You know? Yeah. And I always joke too, at the beginning of last summer, I was like, next year we'll all be playing in M's band. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to, this won't stick with me long. But oh, yeah. Man. That's yeah. hilarious. You yeah. Know, it could be a possibility. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So let's go through uh, all the members and, and kind of talk about it and how they got pulled into the fold here. Um, so, yeah, I'll just start with Ronley. Um, when Jay Clyde fell, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it was like I wasn't done and Ronley wasn't done. And, like, the agreement that we had was, like, I'll pick the music, he'll pick the band. Mm-hmm. And then we just decided to forge on together. Mm-hmm. Like Ronley's my best friend. I don't want to play in a band with anybody else. Yeah, you know, and he's a monster shredder on top of it. And for some reason, like he just believes in me. Yeah. So, dude's a killer. It's, yeah. It's so wild how he can. He's got a unique style that he can like mold into just about every genre. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then somewhere in that process, my buddy Etheridge, Etheridge Nets, who plays bass in the yep. Wicked Things, moved back from the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh. And we were struggling at the time trying to find a bass player. And I knew that Reg had played bass in a band called Sky Like Fire right after high school. It was like when he was in college, like his third year in college, maybe. Mm-hmm. And in our first podcast, we talked about the kids' basement that I would always go over to with the bomb shelter. Yep. This is Reg. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, Reg taught me how to play music and, like, love it and everything. And he just moved back from the Cayman Islands and... He reached out and was like, made a video for some of his stuff. And I was like, hey, it'd be cool if we could like get a video together for like this new band that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, let me know if you need like somebody to play bass or like guitar or something. Like I need like a gig, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, 
immediately. Like I like I think I can't remember if he was on like a conference call with me and Ron or what the deal was. I think he was on a conference call. And then like we were like, all right, dude, like we'll see you later. Sounds good. We'll try to get this video set up or some pictures or something. And like we hung up the conference call and then like immediately like Ron called me or I called him and he's like, we found a bass player. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. And like we didn't audition him or anything, you know, it was Mm -hmm. just like have faith and, you know, and then, uh, when it came to Caleb, Caleb was our first choice. And then I wasn't sure how busy he was going to be with like brutal and the day drinkers and like whatever else he had going on. He plays with the Ramblers every now and then yeah. still. And I think we were kind of looking at another guy, and that wasn't going to work out. And so it was like... It, it was right. me. It's because I'm not very yeah. good at the drums. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Definitely. That's, they were that's like, Peter the, would be awesome, yeah. but he can't play yeah. the drums. So, But he's a solid hang. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we just reached out to Caleb, and he was like all about it. And then I had like messaged M in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think she said it like I messaged her and I was like, Hey, would you want to be in a band with us? Like, and she had some stipulations. She had some things that she wanted to do and didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Then like, it kind of just like everything got put on hold for a month for some reason. And then Mm -hmm. it was just like, Oh, we're going to meet up. And we got everybody together at river hops. We drank beer and talked about how fun this could be. Mm -hmm. And then like, sent out the set list, like actually got together to practice and bam. Dude, that's actually pretty awesome that your first meetup wasn't even like to get together and practice. It was just kind of get together and hang and see how it all worked out. Well, yeah. And just to see like what the expectations of everybody are, you know, like I didn't want, I think Ron didn't want, like we both have young kids and stuff. So like we weren't after like schedule fillers, like calendar fillers, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? We didn't, we weren't worried about playing four nights a week. Yep. You know? Yep. And then that's fine. Like we did that forever in yep. J in J Clyde, oh, you know, yeah. but it was like, we want to try to do like, put, put some shows together and like get on stages and open up for people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's like an important thing. A lot of people don't ever talk about when they first start forming a band, they just kind of go for it and see what happens mm-hmm. instead of yeah. trying to be like, this is what I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, in J Clyde, you guys are playing, during the summertime, it seemed like like three street dances a week, almost mm-hmm. like all over, yeah. you know, yeah. the state and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, you could still do that with with your current band, and I'm sure you're not opposed to it, but they'd have to be the right ones at the yeah. right times. And yeah, yeah, like for that. sure. Well, and you know, like with group calendars and stuff, it makes things easier. Mm-hmm. And it's like just block off if you want some time off, take some time off, you know. Mm-hmm. And if something big comes up, like then push the issue. But um, yeah, getting together and just really seeing like where everybody was at, like. You know, if you, I don't want to play 90 shows in a year. Yeah. Again, I don't want to do that. It's a lot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, and there's still people that need to do that. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. There's still people that want to do that. There's still people that want to and love to do that. And that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and we'll let them do it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And if it came to it or it's like, okay, now you're going to get paid to go out on the road and do it. Like then hell yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, exactly. I quit my day job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I finally got a taste of that. I played almost 80, sh- I think it was 78 shows last year or something like that. And it's like, oh, this is what all these guys feel like. Yeah. You know? Uh, run, Shit all r- the time. Yeah, run down on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because yeah. I mean, that, that's what I started realizing. It's like, man, when you're working five days a week and then playing Friday night and Saturday night, like Sunday is 
your relax day. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of got hard to do just about anything else. So I kind of like finally understood why some of these people, when you'd call them up on Sunday, be like, what do you do? You want to hang out? And they'd be like, ah, I'm just kind of relaxed today. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. I get it now. I get yeah. it. So. And, and it was really cool too. Like, so we had our first practice and it went really well. And then everybody just got all in, mm-hmm. you know, that was really cool. Like Reg is really a really big gearhead. Nice. And so is Ron. And I am a little, not, I'm not as deep as those guys, you know, but like, I thought that we were pretty streamlined. Like when we were in J Clyde, mm-hmm. when we would do stuff like go and set up quick, tear down quick or whatever. Like Reg got everybody's stuff, got looms for everybody so when we show up all of our stuff we just like throw out one cord it goes back to our uh fucking you know, like x32 mi- yeah. yeah yeah and like you just <clears throat> click it all in like it's so quick and yep. he just figured out how to stream one and just stuff that you're like when you see pro bands you're like man it'd be really cool if we could do that now mm-hmm. we're, and now we're doing that and it's like this is so much faster the stage looks neater like and he just like he continues to figure that stuff out for us, and that's just like a awesome thing. I'm glad you mentioned the stage looks cleaner. Um, like one of my biggest pet peeves, and it was like burned into me when I first started playing live, was you can't just have cables like flopped all over mm-hmm. on stage. You got to kind of clear them out to one side yeah. or the other, or put them under a rug going mm-hmm. near the drums or something. And that was like when I first started playing with other bands. The bassist that I always stood next to on my side of the stage, he was always just kind of like put your cables over here. You know, it was nice about mm-hmm. it, but it kind of like made me realize like, oh, it is nice when you're not tripping over shit mm-hmm. and like unplugging your own guitar cable yeah. and stuff like that yeah. walking around stage. Uh, I always, I think <laughs> it's uh, my, the best things about me are also the worst things about me. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I am OCD. I don't want to step on cables and stuff, but like if you are in a group with somebody that doesn't care, like you're really hard on that person. <laughs> so it's like you can become a burden like ron lee will set up a light and i like walk over to it and move it like two inches and, and he's and he just sits there and he's just like god damn it that's you know, he's like, yeah so uh, but and even like we played new year's eve and i don't have a wireless right now mm-hmm. um but everybody else does nice and i don't i've always just been like a this i used to have a wireless and we played the year jay clyde played the rock and picnic mm-hmm it like I don't know what happened, but it died. My guitar died. Something died. Oh man! And I was just like pissed, and so I was like, never again. Yeah. And then New Year's Eve we were playing this year, and I kept like stepping on my fucking cord. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah. And so I was like, the next day, like I woke up, and my wife Jamie was like, "How's the show?" And I'm like, "I'm getting no wireless." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's nothing like, worse than honestly like stepping on your own cords if you like. I mean, I've been over this with tons of people, and like a good example would be like, oh, and he's he's new, he hasn't played too much live. I mean, last year was mm-hmm. his first kind of rendezvous, and he's joined 400 bands already, you know, because that's <laughs> yeah, Owen yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of trying to teach him, like, if you're going to plug your guitar cable and maybe wrap it around your strap once, so mm-hmm. when, so if you walk away, it doesn't just yank it out, or mm-hmm. what, you know, I'm kind of teaching him those types of things. And yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of shows where. Like, I play in a punk band in Des Moines, so I've seen people, like, rolling around on the ground with their guitars and stuff, and inevitably, like, every third time, they'll stand up and unplug it, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, well, it'd be it'd be nice if we could all get on the same page with this or whatever. I've fixed a lot of, like, ruined input jacks from the same concept where you step on the guitar yeah, cable, yeah. and it, you know, reams yeah. out the inside of the guitar jack, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you on that, like, and I, yeah. had a, I had a wireless unit for a while, but... 
unless you get a good, like a really good one, yeah, yeah. they're kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, yeah. So. Well, and like Reg uses one and Ron uses one. So one thing I always get scared of is like the frequency or, but mm-hmm. yeah. And that's another one. If you got a nice one, a lot of times they'll have like four or five different channels you can set them to. But I'm yeah. also worried about like what happens when it's like spinal tap and you're picking up like air force, like radio frequencies and they're like talking about like landing planes and stuff. Or, yeah. You know? So, and that's a funny story too. When we were in J Clyde, we used to have old in-ear monitor systems or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they got to the point where we couldn't fix them anymore because it had something to do with like frequencies that transferred over and were like cop frequencies or something. Or yeah. Law enforcement they ended up like decommissioning private radio frequencies and made them public or something like yeah. that with certain wireless units. And like and we, were, we were still using them and we never had any issues, but we couldn't fix them like when shit broke on them. So mm-hmm. it was a bad deal, but yeah, know. I remember that whatever company it was, they're like, this is the end of the line for these. Like, even if you send them back, we can't, Mm-hmm. We can't technically fix them based on the laws that are set up and stuff. Yep. So and that was also kind of a weird thing. Like, I mean, you never think about that. Like you start in a band, you don't think about like decommissioned radio airwave frequencies and things yeah. like that, you know? <laughs> like, hey guys, look at all this gear I have. Yeah. And like now the cops will come get us. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, they could hear you like sing and they can hear your music or whatever. Like maybe that's the case or something. Someone with a scanner sitting at their house is yeah. just like every now and then I get this like band playing yeah. on here. He's got a really shitty in-ear mix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's custom for whoever needs it. That's, that's what right. the in-ear mix is all about. That's right. <laughs> you know, and that's another thing though too, talking about all the gear and stuff like that. Like, when I first started playing with Jesse, it was all pretty basic and he's and like slowly we're kind of building up mm-hmm. to get everything a little bit easier to mm-hmm. set up and tear down and stuff like that. And some of the first shows, it's like, we got to show up like an hour and a half early, even though we don't have too much gear just because we got to set all this up and we're starting yep. to figure out like, oh, we can, you can wrap cables in a certain way and organize them in a certain fashion. So when you pull them out of the bag, it's like, here's all the V's cables, you yep. know? So we're starting to get into that a little bit more and, yeah. and figure we out. We used to have this huge blue, uh, rack mount case or whatever if when we were in j clyde and we still have it and we got a name for it um but i can't say it on this <laughs> very nice <laughs> yeah. very nice yeah it's just let you know what we think about it but uh go to a cory just... waller and the wicked things show and ask them about the blue case <laughs> yeah but uh it just like got to be a pain to get like cords in and out of and stuff mm-hmm. and so i don't know why it's just like when you're too close to a problem you can't fix it but like we got in the band with reg and he had like a just like a single little rat case thing. And he was like, all the cords that we're going to need to set up this whole band are going to go in that. Hmm. And I was like, hmm. but that's where like all these looms come in handy. Cause we don't have, you know, well, it would be like all the ones for the drum, like 16 channels. Uh, so 16 XLR cables, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? They don't just get thrown in this thing and speaker cords. And mm-hmm. it's like, all of it's going to get wrapped up nice and in here. Yep. And like my three XLR cables are all tied together and wrapped and then they go in this box. Yep. Yep. So we don't have to haul around like a ton of just like crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Like it's pretty funny watching people like load into a show where it's like you got your guitars, you got your this, the that, and then you got like the giant luggage bag full of cables with like mm-hmm. all the extra ones mm-hmm. and stuff and like me being in a couple. Did this few... one work last show or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like uh, I started bringing a cable tester with me to shows because it's mm-hmm. like, well, you might you might need one, and it's come in handy a few times, yeah. you know. And yeah. So you're just like, something's not working. You just wiggle it around while it's plugged into the cable tester. Yeah. It's like yeah, there's a break in it somewhere. Yeah. So It's truly the little things now- it, nowadays. It honestly is, <laughs> but it's also wild that like those digital mixers can get as good as they are now too. Yeah. Um, I've been looking to buy one recently and unfortunately with like the 
China chip shortage, shipping mm. embargo, whatever nonsense that's going on. They're like $400 more than they were like a year ago. And it's like really? real neat, real cool. Mm. Like, thanks, guys. Yeah. You know? we, we sure enough enjoy our X32. Yeah, I bet. That's that's the Behringer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to look into that one. Because, I mean, obviously, like, everyone's got the Soundcraft one, you mm-hmm. know, and that's like yeah, yeah. the quote-unquote high-end one. Sure. But I've had a lot of people recommend the Behringer one, mm-hmm. so I'll have to check that out. Yeah, we love it. Sweet. I'll have to have to get in that. Is that a like a digital mixer on an iPad-type deal, mm-hmm. too? Oh, yeah. Freaking awesome. And, like, you, you can get the board. I mean, you can cat five you can run to a board or whatever but mm-hmm. ipad is yeah. the way to go yeah honestly like why yeah. would why would you want to bring like another cable and another piece of gear with you and you could just have a tablet you yeah know? yeah and so. then like we, we actually split the channels on it long geeky story but we split the <laughs> channels on it and so like 17 through 32 is all of our in-ear mix and then mm-hmm. one through 16 is front of house nice oh yeah. that's smart that's smart yeah. that's that's a mark thing yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing. It's always nice to have somebody in the band that's like the gear guy, you know. And why does it always seem to be the bassist is the mm-hmm. guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Reg hates it. Like, <laughs> I just like make make shit his problem all the time. Because, well, he's good at it, and I don't know. I I kind of know how to like troubleshoot problems, but if we get like feedback and stuff, I'm out. Yeah, especially on a digital mixer. Like, I could do an analog one, figure out something, yeah. but. Not um, on digital one. Yeah, and that's like my only hesitation is it's so much easier to run an analog mixer because you get like physical knobs you're turning with. It's like, well, mm. you can see which channel's peaking directly. Like it's all right here, but on like the digital one, sometimes you have to be like, you know, front of house or is it the monitors or is it the level on A, B, or C or yeah? Do we just need to like turn a monitor a little bit or what's mm-hmm. the deal? You know? Yeah. But that's also like one of the worst things ever when you like hook everything up and then you fire it all up and it's just feedback and everyone looks at you like you get these guys don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's always yeah. the worst. Yeah. But like with the the digital stuff too, you can save all your presets for everything, which yeah. is awesome. That's true. So every time we show up at a show, like we generally like mic stuff up the same way. Mm-hmm. So like when we go to turn on our in ear mixes, like they're all pretty close mm-hmm. and our sound checks go like nice that would that would be pretty awesome yep yeah so everything i guess everything does have its advantages and downfalls unfortunately or fortunately for whatever kind of gear you use but it's also a testament to the fact that it kind of almost doesn't matter what kind of gear you use you just you got to go out there and play you know still yeah 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 yep gear's gear but you gotta the rubber's gotta meet the road yeah i mean you could have I mean, like, you could go as far as, like, oh, we hired a light guy and a sound guy, and we got thousands of dollars worth of instruments and, and all this other stuff. It's like, yeah, but can you play, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the coolest things about you guys is you could go out there with, you know, you plug stuff in with a banana, and it would probably sound good or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? You're just like, this is awesome. These guys yeah. are still killing it. Yeah. They're using fruit for their cables or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't know. but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it's kind of wild that you found all the members and it was pretty much like the first shot everybody was in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we didn't, uh, we got together at river hops and drank beer about it, but we didn't actually like audition anybody, mm-hmm. which I like after the fact is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I said, I mean, I knew like Reg is a good musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but all, all of the, all of yeah, the nets oh, are, yeah, yeah. All of the nets are honestly yeah. like crazy talented. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and I knew he played in a band but i was like well we'll figure it out you know or he'll just he'll be decent or something then like you show up and it's like god damn it he's good at that you know Mm -hmm. and he's a great guitar player and everything else too you know and like caleb ferry's i tell him all the time like i'm like dude you are like the living embodiment of like what i want to hear 
somebody play on drums. Mm-hmm. And like when I like write music or the kind of music I listen to, I'm like, that's what you do, man. Yeah. yeah. And besides, he's just like a solid human being. So, Oh like, yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely say that about all of you guys. I've met all of you and I've had uh, pretty much all of you on the podcast. The only one I haven't had um, was Etheridge. Yeah. So we'll have to hit him up sometime. And just, too. just the, the addition or whatever of M and the contrast between like her and I singing and stuff and like harmonies between the two of us, like there's not a lot of people in the area that kind of do that thing. Like mm-hmm. salty views, you know? Yep. Um, but that was just like a different avenue for mm-hmm. us to try to explore, you know, mm-hmm. and just kind of a something cool we could do. And we wanted to take the music that we were going to do in a different direction. So I, I would have to say that that's like one of the most unsung awesome things about certain bands is having a second singer in a band that can sing harmony to the lead singer or, yeah. or vice versa yeah. or whatever, you know, because... I, I do backup singing with Jesse, but I only hit harmonies on a few songs because I'm not the best harmony singer. And there's only a few I'm confident enough to even go with it. Sure. But then when you're just duplicating the lead vocals, it doesn't sound as powerful like at all. Oh so, yeah. Um, yeah. I like. I definitely look up to people like like you guys, Chris Carr, like you said, Salty yep. View, all those guys. They've they yep. just crush it every yep. time. Yep. And we got lucky again. Like, hey, hey Caleb can sing. Okay. <laughs> Cause we did like some acoustic gigs where he was playing Cajon and like, he sings li- like out loud to himself. He says to like, keep where he's at in the song, you know, mm-hmm. but he sings damn good. I'm going to throw a microphone on him this summer. We but, should. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, everybody can sing. Like we always throw Ron in on the bass stuff, but like, he's awesome. We, we go out and do four part harmonies and stuff like Chris Carr band does mm-hmm. and everything, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like, that is absolutely wild. Four, four or five heartbeats doing singing apart yeah i love it yeah i mean like like i said that's one of the most unsung awesome things about certain bands i know it's it can be more difficult to bring in like a second singer or like people that are i don't say that talented i'm using like air quotes but people that are that talented are usually high demand and it's kind of hard to get them all on the same page but you know that's one of the things where like i look at bands like you guys and it's like these guys are all working together at high levels of efficiency to get this kind of stuff done you know yeah the really cool thing about this band is like everybody is super important for what they do. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not as good. At, I'm not even remotely as good of a guitar player as Ronley is. Yeah. Like Ronley is like we couldn't play a show like a full band show without Ronley. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't do a full band show without Etheridge. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do a full. You know what I mean? It's like everybody is extremely important in what they do. Like we couldn't have like a fill-in member. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a puzzle piece. You can yeah, easily replace. Yeah. It's like, this is and we pick each other up in the areas where some of us are down and mm-hmm. like, it's an awesome thing. I mean, it really is. I just, I really like working with these guys. Yeah. It's, it's not always easy though, too, to like have a band where everyone gets along as well as I think you guys do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously we're all peers and friends and we all know each other in the music community, but it's, you know, it's not always easy sometimes to to get along with everyone in your band, mm-hmm. and uh, that's definitely a testament to, like, you guys are all really nice people. You all get along really well with not just each other, but with everyone else in the music yeah. community. So that's, I mean, that's one of the nicest things, I think, about for- forming a band as well is, is just how well do they get along? Like, because it's kind of like having a second family, basically, like how, sure. much, how much time you spend <laughs> with them, you know? Yep. Especially if you're practicing 
you know, like some bands rehearse once a week, you know, and you start doing that and then you start playing shows and it's like, man, we spend 20 hours a week together. That's yeah. half of a full-time job, yep. you know? Yep. So we have to be able to survive each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's pretty cool promo pictures you guys ended up doing for that too. Like yeah. you got the one out in the field. One of my favorites <laughs> for people watching. Yeah. If you go to their Facebook page, their profile picture is absolutely legit. Not a single one of you looks scared in this picture, so, which is pretty awesome. And and I think Emily about got run over by that thing probably about four minutes before that picture was taken. <laughs> and these people, they're, they're Scottish Highland cows is what they are. Okay. And, uh, Jonathan Wetter and Steph, I don't know, they're, they're dating. Uh, and they own these cows together. And they actually live like 10 miles away from where I live. Oh, cool. Out by Lanesboro in Lake City. And... Uh, I always just thought it'd be really cool to take pictures with like one of these animals. And I thought like, what's a, like, what's the wicked thing? You know, but I was like, that's imagery right there, yeah. you know? And then when we got out there, I asked him like, Hey man, like it'd be cool if we could take pictures with your cows. And he's like, yeah, that'd be, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we stand by these things? Like, are they, he's <laughs> like, well, they're not tame, but they're not like aggressive, you mm-hmm. know? And then when we finally decided we were going to do this and Etheridge's wife actually took this picture. Cool. She was the one out there doing all the, it's snapping. a killer pick. Yeah. And so we got everybody out there and this thing was, we had to walk like probably a mile to take this picture because he's like, well, they're usually just up in the front of this pasture, but it was like clear at the other end of mm-hmm. it. Classic. Yep. And they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to take this picture? What's your idea? And I was like, my idea ended when we got out here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, the rest of it, I don't know. So, we, And they had like little treats that they give this thing. And then we were pretty much just walking around in a field like that cow must have stopped. And then that picture got took and then it moved again. Because <laughs> we literally just had to walk around with it. Mm-hmm. And like all the dust in the background is like a car that drove by. Oh, that's so awesome. it like we got stupid lucky on a lot of it, but there was a little one out there with it, and M was petting the little one, and the big one didn't like it, so it like charged the little one, and that's how <laughs> M about got ran over. But, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty wild, and it was a ton of fun, you know. But yeah, the, they, they were like some really sweet pictures. Yeah, and then uh, Reg edited them all and stuff. So oh, cool. So a lot of that was in house. That's pretty awesome. Oh, for sure. That's really cool. Yep. I, I mean, like, that's another thing. Like, the picture, I feel like it fits the band really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, if anybody that's looking for it, it's uh, on their Facebook page. It might be on your Instagram page, too. I'm not sure what your Instagram logo is, but uh, I don't know. I could look it up, I guess, since we got the internet here. But, yeah, uh, the Facebook page has blown up recently. Uh, I mean, you guys started, what, about a year ago? Yeah. And yep. you're already what I would call over the hump as far as Facebook likes about a thousand would be mm-hmm. what I consider, you know, the hump. It's yeah. tough to get over that hump, but once yeah, you yeah. do, it's kind of like, yep. this is an established thing, you yep. know? Yeah. So well over a thousand likes already on and the page. I, I and think the Facebook gods like shined on me. Like when we were making the page and it was like, you could go to add friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like all my friends that I have on my personal page, like Facebook gave me like the one time life deal. Like, at all yeah <laughs> and i was like yep because i didn't have to sit there and click through everybody mm-hmm. to like like my band yep. just sent like all of my friends list and then like it's never ever happened to me before or since oh really no i was gonna say i, th- I think that's a thing maybe on like the facebook 
I don't like I don't have my phone, but it's like the Facebook uh, pages app or whatever they call it, the business suite. Mm-hmm. I think you can do it from there, but yeah, but it's not always easy to, to yeah. find the things you're supposed yeah. to click on. I remember the night I sat down to do it. <laughs> so like I sat down and I like cracked a beer and I was like, well, I'm gonna be here a minute. And then it was like, at all, I was like. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, done. Celebratory <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah. <laughs> it was sweet. I, I think I called somebody and told them. I was like, that's awesome. You made a post not too long ago about uh, new music coming up and new show announcements. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, kind of discuss some of that for people that didn't traverse to the Facebook page. Um, well, we're we're booking shows right now. We're still booking shows. We're looking to book shows. Uh, we booked a lot of shows, a lot of shows like county fair shows and mm-hmm. shows opening up for national acts again so mm-hmm. that's awesome uh some of those one i think we can talk about we're opening up for little texas and eagle grove whatever fair that is is it just eagle or like right county fair right county fair there, there you, you are yep yep so e- we can eagle grove county fair what the hell I'm is terrible. i thinking yeah. I don't know. isn't it just the eagle grove county fair? no yeah. it's not <laughs> I, I shouldn't even say that it's in eagle grove maybe it is hmm no, this is I did remember filling out the contract now, the Wright County Fairgrounds, wherever that's at. Uh yeah, that's that's Eagle Grove and they just created a new stage. So if anybody has not been there yet, like uh we were the first ones to play like Jesse and I were the first ones to play on that stage because nice. we opened up for the pork tornadoes when they nice. were there. Okay. And they were just like, Yeah, this is the first show we've ever had here. Yeah. It's amazing. So we're gonna be there July 9th, mm-hmm. opening up for Little Texas. So that's gonna be fun. And we've got, I think, three or four other ones. Kind of on the mm-hmm. on the back burner, yeah. waiting to get them yeah. all taken care of. That's yep. legit. That's yep. legit. Along with a bunch of town celebrations and stuff like that. But the we're really excited whenever we can announce all the national acts. Yeah, those downtown shows are so fun. I have not played one. Let me just think about this. I've not played one yet, I don't think. But uh, like I've always been to a, like a bunch of them in like the smaller towns. And it's like... Everybody from every surrounding town comes to it, and the whole main street is just absolutely yep. packed in a town that has like 300 people in it. It's yeah. Like, this is killer. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, those, those are a blast. Oh, yeah. That's what we live for. Yeah, yeah, really, honestly. I mean, that was kind of like when we played uh, at the Wright County Fairgrounds the last time we played there. It was just like, there's like a zillion people mm-hmm. here. It's like, well, it's the only event that's happened in a while that's like public outdoor warm weather events. So they, you know, everybody showed up. Yep. I can't say enough nice things about that venue either. Like the stage is facing the correct direction, so during sunset you're not looking into the sun or anything. Beautiful. It's that never happens. They they were <laughs> right the way they built it. They did it right. It's really cool. So yeah, I'll I'll be stoked to see that one. Hopefully, I got some time off and I can make it to that one. So that yep. was really cool. Um, like I said though, like I saw you guys. I think it was during Ragbri when I pulled into town. You guys were playing at one of the stages, and we were playing later in the day. Sure. And it was pretty cool because like while we're setting up and dragging stuff in from outside, it's like we can hear you clear as day. Yeah. And uh, Cole, our drummer with Jesse, was late showing up because he was watching you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> we do. Like, called him like, uh, "Are you coming to the show?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm like a block away. I'll just walk over." And it's like, "All right, cool." Like, nice. And then we found out he was like watching you guys play. He's like, "Yeah, I don't blame you." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was a hot day. Oh, oh, God, that was a crazy fun day, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've played Ragbri a couple times. Always mm-hmm. a blast, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter what town you're in, honestly. Yeah. Um, and, and those are some of the funnest shows to play, too, though, is, like, the pseudo big events. And there's nothing against, like, going to a bar and playing a bar show. For sure. But also, like, is all your guys' gear going to fit in, you know, bootleggers or wherever? I'm just naming a place. Sure. But, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a little bit more difficult to drag all your stuff in there and fit it all in there. And, yeah. You know? For sure. 
it'd be loud yeah. or, or we just wouldn't fit one of the two. Yeah. But I mean, I don't be- know. <laughs> we did, we did it inside of the, inside of a, a couple breweries, like brewery, brewery, Bre- brewery, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> together. And like, we had just made Caleb bring a, a cajon mm-hmm. and we just like, Ronnie won't play a grandpa guitar and he won't play an acoustic guitar for that's, the whole show anymore. That's a grandpa guitar. Yeah. I think that's like a metalocalypse thing, isn't really? it? Really? I don't we know. Cannot play these grandpa's guitars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I haven't seen metalocalypse since, uh, well, maybe since it first came out. So yeah, you'll have to check that one out. Yeah, it's on I one think of... they tie like cinder blocks to their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So but, you guys, so you guys do do pseudo acoustic ish kind yeah. of shows. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Or we'll break like M and I have gone out and done. Three or four shows together, or like me, M, and Ron. We've done the formation two of Ron, M, me, and Etheridge without Ferry. Mm-hmm. And Reg will play drums. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That guy's so well, talented. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Just do, do whatever whatever we got. Yeah. I mean, that's also another fun thing about having a band like this is you can make any sort of combination of any sort of thing you want to in any way mm-hmm. so yeah um that was like always something i looked up to jeremy ober with with like he's got acoustic republic which is him or he can do like acoustic republic slash duo republic with you know vino yeah or they got the brutal which is the full band you know and yeah uh i mean it's just that's something i always looked up to is the fact that like oh these guys are like interchangeable within themselves to make the music happen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Vino's like, I'll play acoustic on this yeah. one or I'll play bass on that one or whatever, you know, how and, much gear do we need to bring today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's always like the one thing that I always forget about when I play shows is just like, it'll come time to like load the car up and I'm like, man, I got a lot of gear to drag around, mm-hmm. you know, and I never think about it. And then mm-hmm. the show's over and you get home and you're like, cool show's over. And you're like, Man, I got a lot of gear to drag inside, yeah, yeah. you know, it, all, it yep. always, I forget about it. And it's something I've been trying to figure out. It's like, what's the easiest way to set up a guitar system without needing all the stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need an amp and a cab and a pedal board and two guitars and a zillion cable? I mean, it's just so many things. And I think that might be like one of the things that I like about playing acoustic shows the most is it's like, this is actually really easy setup. Yep. You know, you don't have acoustic, to Acoustic, DI. Yep. It's monitor. super simple. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean... Um, I, I got an acoustic guitar with like a DI adapter, like built into the input jack. Nice. So like I can just go straight out of that if I nice. want to, but you know, that's, I don't know. I, this, this year was really, really kind of a fun year for me. Cause I got to try playing new music this last year, I guess, 2021, got to try playing new music with new people at new yeah. places. And I kind of got a taste of what you guys that I've been interviewing for years are, have all been doing this sure. whole time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean the first couple of years and even the first time we sat down together, it's like, well, I played a punk band, but that's, that's it, you know? Yeah. And, and now it's like, Oh, I've, I've got the taste of like, I played bass with Jesse for a while and I played mm-hmm. leads with them. And then we started doing acoustic shows together, you know? And it's just, uh, it's wild to know that that's what you guys have been out there doing this whole time. Like we talked earlier, playing 80 shows a year yeah, and yeah. things like that. It's, yeah. It's mind blowing, you know, and then you start stacking up the fact that, some of you guys are in multiple bands. You know, Ronley started a blues band. Yep. And uh, Caleb's in, what, three bands or yep. four bands now yep. or whatever. So, yep. Uh, the Nets boys. Uh, yeah, Reg, Reg is going, doing a ton of his solo stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, I don't, it's really, it hasn't been too bad to work around. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I've, I've been surprised. So, and everybody's really bought in on the wicked things. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the summer stays freed up. You know, Caleb gets his 
brutal gigs and stuff, but we really haven't run into too much of an issue with that so far. So yeah, I think I only remember like one time this summer where he was double booked maybe and couldn't make both shows or something. Mm-hmm. If, uh, like that's just from like a fan's perspective, kind of trying to figure out who's doing what on what days. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think it was only once, but you guys were both playing like pretty big shows at the time, so it was like you can't really say no to one and, and yeah. the other so it's kind of first come first serve unfortunately he's, I, he's even like and he's so willing so he'll do things like play an afternoon show with us at like twin lakes or something then he has to go play that night mm-hmm. and like <laughs> if it's if it's if it's tough for anybody be the drummer yeah my like, yeah. gosh but, eat, and, and he'll do that and, I, and that's i'd i'd do that but gotta eat like 2000 calorie meal before you go play the next show uh, well, yeah, sit in the sun all day in the afternoon like out at twin lakes and oh my gosh but It'd be a fun show though twin yeah. lakes i mean that's that's a fun area to go play at any, yeah any of those lake towns oh god the, mm-hmm. the people just show up in droves for yep. those shows yep they, we do do a float in out there about once a year oh yeah yeah we were booked for the float in out there or one of them and it, i got canceled due to covid happening and sure. so it's unfortunate but i'm sure that'll be something in my future maybe uh hopefully but. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys will get out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. And that's the other thing that's, like, super cool about you and all you guys is every single one of you supports live music. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, like, I'm not trying to say there's musicians out there that don't support other people. But, sure. I mean, I've seen you guys at other people's shows all the time. Like, you were at Ron Lee's Blues Band show. I remember seeing you at that. So, it was, yeah, yeah. was kind of cool. Like, I walked in and just kind of sat in the corner by myself, and and you and Caleb were like, "Can we sit next to you?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, I don't care." You know, yeah, yeah. it's super fun to, <laughs> to see you guys hanging out. That was out, a good so. night. That was a really good night. That was another one that was like super packed, and I was like, as soon as I got in, I was like walking by the front door. I'm like, "There's an empty seat right there," and I'm taking it. And I just like walked in, put yeah. up my blinders, and didn't look at anyone else, and just yeah. sat in the corner. Man, I was I was like really hoping that we'd have got there soon enough to sit like right in front of where they were playing. Just being like good friends with Ron, like I wanted to be like in his line sight all night, you know. And then I was like, I walked in, and I was like, man, this place is packed, and I was like, we're gonna have to sit over there. And I'm like, that's a good problem. Yeah, like that's a good thing. Yeah, know? it honestly is. I mean, you want all your friends to succeed and things like that. Like we were talking about playing shows with Jesse, and and this weekend he's played a couple solo shows, so I had the the weekend off, but I still went and watched him at Fourth Street Depot when he played this last weekend. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. Yeah, I'm gonna come support you. Like, yeah. why? Why wouldn't I? I was already yeah, yeah. in town watching somebody else, and their show's over. Yeah. Well, you know, we're here anyways. Yeah, might as well. So we were talking earlier before the podcast as well. Um, this last post you made on on your Facebook page. Yeah. Um, new music. New music. All right. How's that going? Like, what's that all about? Let's hear um, it. So some of the stuff like I've written, or like I got together with Etheridge. We've been writing some music. I got together two weeks ago with Emily and Ferry. We wrote a song together. Cool. Yeah. And like, we already have a lot of these songs demoed out. Mm-hmm. I think we have drums scheduled to record in like two weeks. And nice. then like, we're just going to like shovel it on through. We're going to get guitars and vocals. We already have like vocal demos done and, and everything like that. So hopefully we'll just get it all rolling. I think we have six songs demoed out right now and i'm cool. kind of hoping up that we come with another one or two before the whole thing's over with let's get that out yeah, like solid ep length right there yeah yeah and it's just been like a really cool process for me as far as like writing because a lot of the writing that i've done i, I guess i co-wrote a song with with neil and ron but um i've had this idea for a song for a while and i took it over to reg's house 
Mm-hmm. And it was more like just like a, a guitar part, some chords and, and like a little riff thing. It, and just a, a, a melody. Mm-hmm. I didn't have words or anything. And I'd sit down and I'd play it for him. And then we'd start just talking about, you know, maybe, maybe you mumble a phrase and mm-hmm. then you start working on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I had saw some stuff and we, we both have, you know, notes jotted down on our phone and we would have like a 45 minute conversation while we're playing the song. And it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, well, this is what we want for this part, this part, this part, this is how, you know, maybe like a bridge here or something. And then it was just like, okay, like we're thinking about it too much. Let's go work on something else. And we would work on a different song. And then for that song, he sent me uh, like an audio file the next day mm-hmm. and he had finished it. Oh, no way. That's yeah. cool. So it was like all the shit that we talked about landed in this song mm-hmm. with the guitar part and the melody that I had come up with, but he just put all the words like in yep. and like finished it. And like, and I was like, I feel like I cheated. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it was a hard one for me to like. That's like saying I'm gonna make a pizza. Here's all the ingredients, but you have to go get the cheese and finish it. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> but it was just like, and he like, I told him, I was like, damn, dude, like, I feel like I shouldn't take credit for this. Like, it feels weird, you know. Like, but it was like, that's how you co-write, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, co-writing is a great thing. I was talking with. He was on the podcast not too long ago, but like Lee Klett was playing a show this weekend, this last weekend in Fort Dodge. And uh, when he stopped into town, he stopped by Jesse Wilson's house and Jesse and him were talking. He's like, I got this riff and this kind of basic idea for a song, but I've just been like playing the same chord progression for hours at my house, not figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And the two of them like put together the shell of a song in an afternoon before his show. And it's like, yeah, sometimes all it takes is like one other person to bounce the idea off of. Yeah. To help finish it off. Well, and like, so writing that song with M and Ferry, like M, M had texted me and said like, hey, I got an idea for a song. I want to write it. And then, so we met up at Ferry's place and she had a whole note page full of stuff that she wanted to say. And so we just sat down with our guitars and we're like trying to figure out what, where yeah. you can start. Like, yeah. what do you, you know, we just find like a couple chords you like, throw them together and then just start maybe like flushing out like a melody and then mm-hmm. figuring out how you're going to fit any of these words in there. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of started talking about like, maybe what's this song going to be about? Where's it going to go? Where's it going to end up? Is there going to be a twist? Is there going to be, what's this song going to be? And I apologized to him when it was over with, because we didn't end up writing the song that she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But we can still write that song some other time. We ended up writing like a a different song. Yeah. (laughs) But it was still like, we all sat there and it was like, we decided this is where this song is going to go. And then like, once we really had it, like we, like we had trouble for like, not trouble. It's just like the getting the creative process off the ground Mm -hmm. took like 45 minutes to an hour. And then once we had it, it was like, yep, you know. That was pretty we, we just just can wrote it. That's pretty much exactly what Lee said. Like getting started is the hardest part, but once you get started, sometimes it's just like boom, boom, boom. And sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be like, "Here's one song, and I already got the start of another song already." You know, and like yeah. And sometimes it's you almost don't want to shut it off once you get it on. You know, yeah. That's yeah. It's another one of those tough things. Um, and I'm not like I don't I don't wouldn't call myself a songwriter. I've written some songs. They all they all suck. 
You know, like, and that's, that's, but that's, Stop. that's, that's why I'm not a singer songwriter. That's why the own band has my namesake, you know, and that's right. why I'm a lead guitarist and not a front man. You know, it would be nice, but writing a song's hard. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe how many of you guys do it and how, how well you do it, honestly. It well, blows yeah. My mind. I, don't, I mean, and again, like, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay. But like, Reg is really good. Like, just surrounded with people that really like to listen to music mm-hmm. and have a lot of like great input, you know. And sometimes that's hard to find those people. Yeah, you, you could show your song to someone and they'd be like, "I don't care," you know. Like and, and like uh, between like the wicked things, like we all are constantly sending each other like songs. Oh. It's like like Reg will send me like, "Have you heard this?" You know, or M, M will send me two songs like have you heard this song? And then like, I'll send her one or I'll send Ronley. Like Ronley was going to be, he's going to start his blues band. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm listening to my Spotify during the day. And then like the song would pop up. That's kind of like a blues thing. And like, I'd send it to Ronley and be like, you should do this in your blues band yeah, or whatever, you know, but it like, it really <coughs> helps when you have multiple people listening to different things mm-hmm. and a ton of influence to draw from. And just like, the people that you're writing with also listen to great music and find some kind of an inspiration in that. And I don't, as far as like being a good or bad writer, like I don't, I think like sometimes you just got to have the antenna up high enough, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. That's very true. So you guys are writing all these new songs. Where are you recording them at? Are you recording them in house somewhere? Or? Yeah. So we're doing, you know, technology's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Ronley can do all his guitar parts at his house, which is great. And like with what these, with the demos that we're doing, like, you know, he, he can already be working on like what he wants to do for a guitar solo. So in the past, like what we've, the way we've done, it, it's like, okay, now like Ronley has to create magic now. Cause it's his turn. You mm-hmm. know, he can think about it now for like yeah a couple weeks, you know, or like, here's what I did like, and then send it to me and be like, do you like this? Mm-hmm. You know, but we're doing the the majority of it at Reg's house. Nice. So I think they're going to do Caleb and him. are going to start doing drums here mm-hmm. shortly. And then once that's done, we'll just pile on. Nice. Try to get everybody in and through. And I'm assuming you guys are all using the same software to help make this kind of run seamlessly. Mm-hmm. That's been like one of the issues I've ran across is like trying to use different recording software than other people are using. And it doesn't yeah. always well, like line audio, up as well. Yeah. Audio files. I, I don't know a, a whole lot about that game, mm-hmm. but I've been told that if you, when we use a click track for all of our stuff, so it, it's really easy to line stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like you don't run into too much of a problem as long as like everybody's using a click track. Yep. And like, that's what Ron did on when we recorded the dark Mm -hmm. you know we did all that with neil anders and the Merritt brothers Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of how that one got done nice that's kind of how this whole ep will get done too so cool yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and reg is like spearheading the shit out of that yeah which is awesome even like the other day i was like it's too fast, man. Like, yeah. It feels like, but it's awesome because it's stuff that we need to do. We got to get it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's better to be proactive than to kind of lollygag no around that. For no sure. doubt. And we don't have to, nobody has to wait. I mean, it can just go. Yep. So I'm really excited. I, uh, 
Now I got to ask you this. There's been a little bit of a push for people making music videos lately for their original music. You got any plans for making a music video? I sure would like to. Maybe hang out with some more cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Two things. So the music video, like I would be all over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to do one for the dark, but it would just like the time frame, you know how time to mm-hmm. get an idea and then Eventually two, two months pass. Yeah. We were supposed to do a podcast last spring and then yeah. we didn't do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, we would definitely, I really want to do music videos and we got like, I think two songs for sure that I'd really like to do them for. Mm-hmm. Um. And as far as the cow thing goes, like, so we were talking about, hey, maybe we should try to figure out how to do new pictures. But I was like, the bitch of that is going to be, how do we top the cow thing? Yeah, true. It's such <laughs> like, a great picture. Yeah. I was like, we can't really take pictures with the cows again. I mean, we could, but. Yeah. Just different farm animals. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, here's the deal. I came up with the cow thing. So now somebody else has to. <laughs> That was my one. I got this brilliant idea. It's very original. Ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to see like what cliff we're going to have to hang over to take the next <laughs> Dude, I mean, I do have to say that. Like when you guys made your pictures and things like that, it's like, this looks like a professional band. Mm-hmm. It looks, looks legit. Yeah. And it's not that other bands don't look legit, but this is some real stuff here. Do you guys have a logo for Corey Waller and the Wicked Things? Yes. Yes. We're going to scroll through real quick. All right. Don't see it there. We have like a a banner behind them. Hit up the photos and see if we got a picture of it. There's there's one of them. Boom. Cool beans. Oh, you got shirts and stuff. Dang it. I should have hit you up and had you bring a shirt. Dang it. Merch. I'm so mad now. And and all all of this, I can't pimp Etheridge Nets enough. This Mm. is all Reg. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. It's really nice to have somebody that's that proactive in the band. Mm-hmm. Man, that that bums me out so much that I didn't ask you to bring me a shirt. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like he he got the cow in on on one of the shirts and oh yeah, there it is. Then the other one he did like the Iowa flag, which is really which is really cool. And we've been selling a oh, ton yeah, of those. There it is. Heck yep. yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Man, now I'm like super bummed. Do you guys have hats? Not yet. Not yet. All right. Yeah, I when, think that's a that's a this summer ad. When you get hats in, I'm the first person you should okay. hit up. All right. I'm starting to build a collection I over see here. That. Of hats. I've, I've actually been admiring them while we've been talking. It's here, pretty. So. It's pretty. Nice. I realize that hats uh, look really good on people who are losing their hair, so I've just been wearing them all the time now. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm in on that. It is pretty wild to like play a show and you clear your sweat and people are looking at you like, "What? Oh man, this guy's this guy's losing his hair." It's like, yeah, yeah well, yeah, you well, can't win yeah, them. Yeah. Can't win them all. Because, you know, oh man, I'm really into the, like the local merch and stuff like that or wearing other bands items mm-hmm. at shows has been like a really big thing of mine. Yeah. And I, I kind of took that from like the punk rock Des Moines scene. When you're playing punk, it's like, that's what they do. They just wear other people's yeah. stuff. on. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I started like doing that at shows. And even if I'm wearing like an overshirt, like underneath is something else, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be like the pork tornadoes or whoever it's going to be. But yeah. I still like that. You know, you got to support other people in their endeavors. And it's kind of nice when you're playing live and somebody comes up and mentions your shirt yeah. or whatever. I love selling merch at shows because, like, those are people that actually give a shit about what you just did. Yeah. I mean, twofold. They came out and saw you live. Yeah. And then they gave you money. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's why I say, like, too, like, when, we, when we're playing and, you know, Ron will be like, mention the merch. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if you want to support the rock and roll dream, like go over there and buy a t-shirt or a koozie or a sticker, mm-hmm. you know, like 
Oh, stickers? Y'all got stickers, we too? We got stickers, too. Uh, I came unarmed today, man. I'm sorry. I, I didn't ask ahead of time. Like, I actually like thought about it the other day. I was like, I should ask about merch, and then I completely forgot. And I feel bad now. Really. <laughs> we'll meet up again yeah. in about two and a half years, and we'll all get some merch from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just I just, like, I just just like think that's awesome we did that. And those, were, those pictures were taken at the Downtown Country Jam, and we sold. That was another one that was... The pictures from that were nuts. Yeah. And I mean, literally like nuts. I don't think I've ever seen a show that big. Yeah. No, man, that was, that was awesome. And they do such a good job of putting that whole event on and Jim Reed and all the people, they did the same people that do celebration. Oh, really? Or whatever. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, they run those so well Mm -hmm. and everything that they do is pro and they got people helping you load in and load out and spaces for us to sell and like brad morgan played that show mm-hmm. spaces for us to sell like places for us to hang out i mean that, it's the little things. yeah like, i mean the places to hang out is actually yeah. like kind of an undersold thing i'm sure you've played like shows where it's just like you guys just stand behind the stage where there's no awning and you're in the sun and you just stand back there for so we we use we actually use my trailer like oh. our band trailer that we haul all of our gear in we've been trying to figure this out like in the summertime because it's hotter than shit yeah right uh we're trying to figure out how to mount like an air conditioning unit in it so because hmm. we use that as our changing room too so we always change you know like we'll wear shorts and stuff and then before we play we change mm-hmm. but like sense. now we just like run a cord from the stage and we put like fans in the trailer mm-hmm. so you at least there's air moving mm-hmm. while you're sweating yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> trying to like slide on jeans, like yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to figure out how to pimp the pimp the trailer out. So if anybody uh, is listening to this and has like a, a trailer company and wants to help us hook that up, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be legit. The yeah. first thing I thought about was like one of those portable ones, but you'd still have to like cut a hole in it for the exhaust to go out. Which I'm know? not really. See, yeah, I just really don't want to cut a hole in my trailer, but I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I'm not uh, above or below it. <laughs> yeah. If they could do it the right way, et cetera. Yeah. But if it's the wrong way, then like you can't cut a hole so big that someone can fit through it. Cause then it kind of deletes the purpose of having a trailer in the first place. Yeah. No like, doubt. like the security aspect yeah. of it. It's like, yeah, we've got this awesome trailer. It's all padlocked up, but there's like a three foot by two foot hole in it. In the yeah. Side, you know? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're always trying to figure the, the trailer deal out, but that's, that's a good idea. Honestly. I mean, like, if I was going to talk to anybody about that, I'd talk to those people with the horse trailers. Have no you seen some of those horse trailers? Yeah, like yeah. The front half of them yeah. is just insane. Well, I could buy a more expensive trailer. Than mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trailer. That would be like the, that, that's how you fix that problem is you just buy a more expensive trailer. Yeah. But that's the other thing is like Jesse's been playing a lot of shows and he's got a truck and he's like, it'd be nice if I had a small trailer to drag places. So mm-hmm. all the stuff just sits in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But the bad part about that is, is like you got to find a warm spot for the trailer in the summer then too. You know, because you can't just leave it outside with, like, gear yeah. in it, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, the trailer is, like, the weird double-edged sword because they're not cheap. There's upkeep. You have to tag them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so someone's got to foot the bill for that. Yeah. Or you got to, like... Yeah, it's, it's not bad to license and tag a trailer, but the storage part's the problem. Mm-hmm. And if you leave it outside and, like... um, Because I, I got told, too, before, that's like, why don't you find somebody to put, like, a wrap on your trailer? I'm like, I don't really want people to know what's in there. Uh, yeah there's exactly. some shitty people out there yeah. uh yeah there is i mean i was talking recently to jason boggs on a podcast about that like there are some people out there that are pretty shady and it kind of doesn't really matter i mean like it wouldn't matter if there were tools in it if i had a construction company i don't think i'd put my construction company's name on the side of a trailer yeah. you know yep you know i just i'd put not tools or something yeah. you know, like. <laughs> was that like member system of a down came out with that album it was like steal this album yep. yeah yeah like 
don't steal this. Don't steal this trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, dude, uh, I love the fact that you guys got merch. You're going to have an album coming out. Any plans on making a physical album for that? I don't see why not. You're going to do a... CDs or vinyl? Because, I mean, like, vinyl will cost a decent amount, but if you have the ability to sell a decent amount of them, it's not going to be that big of a deal. We have to probably, I don't know. Play talk it. talk about the vinyl thing, but play it by ear. I'd like to do some CDs for sure. When we did the Jay Clyde CDs, we did like three hundred of them, and I think we about ran out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You know, everybody's CDs are kind of yeah, they're kind of on their way out. But I, you know, I'm not nostalgic really, so I don't. I actually don't own like any of the teachers from any of the bands that I've been in. Oh really? No, I hmm. keep like I have like a little shrine in my basement with like my buddy's albums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, but it'd be nice to have a CD. Yeah. Like physically, even if we did like a hundred of them and people bought them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to like let the cat out of the bag, but I think we bought like with three finger Betty, we bought like 200 and they were cheap enough where it's like, we could just run a promotion at a show where if we're playing a show, it's like, if you buy a t-shirt from us at the show, we'll just give you a CD. That's what we did. You know? Like with Jay Clyde at the end, it was like, buy a t-shirt and we'll give you like a CD with yeah. it. Yeah. And the margins were enough where it's like, well, we still made a couple bucks. So yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. Yep. So, I mean, there's always different things you can do with the CDs or whatever. Um, I've always been a big fan. Like I've got a lot of CDs and I wish I wasn't like destroying merch when you do this, but like, I've always been a big fan of like using CDs as coasters. Like I've seen people do that, Sure. but I don't want to like actually use somebody's yeah. like music as a what coaster. What the fuck, man? I come over to your house and then you got my CD on your. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did actually is have that some... an ashtray. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I did have some Matt Woods coasters, which is crazy. Cause he actually made some like real actual coasters. So yeah. I had those for a while, but I don't, I don't know where they're at now, unfortunately. Yeah. Remodeled everything and everything got moved, but. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. Uh, like, the merch game is something that uh, is understated, too. I know a lot of people that don't sell merch because they don't want to sell merch. They don't want to drag merch to the show. It's extra crap to drag around. And some shows you play, and you sell two T-shirts, and it's like, was it worth it to drag the merch? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, because you sold two T-shirts. But also... It's you, always worth it. You only sold two T-shirts, yep. though, too. It's always worth it. You won't sell any if you don't have it out. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, even if you only sold one or two T-shirts, that's one or two people that paid you to literally walk around with advertisement for your band on, yeah. you know? like Yeah. Yeah. And they'll they'll probably buy your next T-shirt you put out. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I found that even with the podcast. Like, it's kind of weird. It's like, this is just a pod. Like, I'm not playing shows this is just a podcast you know and i just talk to people about music mm-hmm. people buy my shirts i don't know why people wouldn't buy a brutal republic shirt or whatever you know I'm just throwing right. it out there yeah but yeah jeremy ober um <laughs> <laughs> oh man so that's that's really cool i'm glad you guys got the merch out there that's gonna be the next thing i'm gonna try and yeah. track down oh, there's a there's the banner behind our what we got for behind the, there we go there you go oh that's cool looking yeah that's, hopefully this loads better that's kind know. of the other logo I don't know why this didn't load very well, but it's probably, I don't know. Probably just my yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Reg is, Reg is awesome and all that stuff. And it's like, he wants things to be pro and keeps trying to push, push everybody and me and push the envelope with like the stuff that we're doing to, to be pro and to keep moving forward. And mm-hmm. so that's awesome. And you have somebody else in the, in the band that can like, Const- constantly be working on that with you like that's 
so valuable. Yeah, I mean, he's like also kind of just like backing up your thought process for the band or like your idea mm-hmm. or your vision. You know, yeah. it's like this is kind of what I'm going for, and it's like, well, I will help you yeah. kind of get there. Yeah. Well, uh, like Ronley and I have for years have always had these ideas, and we try to implement these ideas. And it's like, it'd be cool if we were doing this and it'd be cool if we were doing something like this, or we should have, you know, something behind us, or we should have, you know, this at our merch or we should do. And it's like, we're doing those things now. Yeah. Like we are actualizing like the shit that Ronnie and I like dreamed, like daydreamed about, you know, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Like to have somebody like Reg just be like, well, let's just do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean. It's kind of different when you're younger growing up because you're like, do I want to sacrifice the money for this? But when you're in a band that like makes money and everyone has a job and it's like, why don't we just do this? Mm-hmm. You know, it just makes sense too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've every band has a different thought process on how they go about doing all the stuff they're going to do. So um, people might spend money on different things or not spend any money on the band. Yeah. Like I've been in bands that do that too. But yeah, I do think it's kind of nice when the band pools a little money together. Like, let's just take some of the money we made. Yeah. And we'll put it here and we'll save it for this, yeah. you know? And that's, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that's all just like on the surface, like, dude, you still got to play. Oh, this yeah. shit looks really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, yeah. that's true though. You still have to go out there and perform and show up to the shows and be organized and yeah. practice and rehearse yeah. beforehand. And yeah. And nail and, all and, the harmonies. Yeah. And, and everybody works really hard on that. But, like, this is just, like, another layer, mm-hmm. you know. And Ridge does awesome work with that. So Yeah. Oh, man, wouldn't it be nice to be in, like, a, a quote-unquote famous band where somebody else is taking care of that and all you have to do is worry about music? I'd be bored, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, don't quit your day job. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <clears throat> oh, man. So we've we've covered an hour here. Let me see what I got written down. One, two, three. Uh, any idea when the new material might come out? That's going to be the other question. I'm really hoping... Summer? Fall? Spring? No. Next, I'm, re- I'm really hoping... Next year? No, no, no. <laughs> it'll, it'll be before... Hopefully before June. Awesome. awesome. And I think it'll be... I think it'll be long before that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll start releasing stuff probably in April. Nice. Nice. I don't know when the whole thing is going to come out, but I would imagine once we get... We're going to do all the drums. Like if we start working on a track, we'll probably pick whichever one we want to like release first or do a music video for. Mm-hmm. That and makes we'll sense. probably try to like rush that one along. And then like we might do leak like two or three, three of them and then put the whole thing out. Yep. I think it's music is as weird as it sounds. It's evolved into a place where you're almost back in the fifties where it's like singles are in again, you know, mm-hmm. cause you get exposure multiple times before you actually put the album out, you know? Yeah. So you can be like this month, we're promoting this song and next month is this song and this one is this one. And then on the fourth month, here's the whole album yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm an album guy, so mm-hmm. I like albums, but I really do. I don't mind the single thing too bad because like on Spotify, like if you just click on like, I don't know if you just get random playlists or whatever, but mm-hmm. you could hear something come up and then you're like, okay, well, that was cool. And then maybe you're listening for another half hour and another one of their songs comes up and then you're like, all right, I'm listening to this whole album, yep. you know? Yeah. And I found so many bands from like Oklahoma and Texas where that's been a thing. So yeah, that's I'm, always, that's always a lot of fun. I don't mind it. Like I, I honestly, 
I'm definitely an album person too. Like I think some of that is just the product of when we grew up. You mm-hmm. know, albums. Yeah, yeah. Were king. You know, something to hold. And, yeah, and, and, it, and the artwork and everything. Yeah. yeah, and start to finish, you get a whole vibe for the album is what they're trying to complete. You know, and, and singles, it's kind of like, it's almost like a doodle compared to a full painting. You know, yeah. It's like oh, that's a really cool doodle, but at the same time, it'd be yeah. nice to see what else yeah. is going on. I think I think sometimes too, like some of the and I hate to I don't want to get into the politics of this but i think some of the some of the problem with like the people down in like nashville and sometimes the way they think about like if you listen to the highway on xm and you hear this person's got a smash song and then that song's on the radio for a long time and it's like why why did they go away Mm -hmm. well they don't have a leg to stand on they don't have an album they don't have it's like we rushed it out, like got this person to the top of the mountain and then they didn't have a base. You know, yep. it was like, that's true. I what mean, a, what, you know, it, I mean, I, I there's told, a lot of politics in there that I'm, I'm not trying to make a statement here or anything. Yeah. I'm just like, no. And I totally understand it too. Cause it's like, if that single is the only thing they're leaning on, then when somebody goes to look for more of their material, they're like, this person's only got three songs out and it's all singles. And yeah. can they only make one song a year? You know, or, yeah. or like, where do you, it's, it kind of yeah. just brings up all these internal questions yeah. as to like, what are they, what are they doing then? You know? Yeah. But like some people do really well. Yeah. At and that. yeah. And I mean like there's the opportunity there where it's like, I put out three bangers in two years as opposed to putting out mm-hmm. two albums with a bunch of filler junk. Yeah. You know? And spending a bazillion dollars making an <laughs> album. Yeah. 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 Like, like I said, there, there's politics and there's angles on, on both of those things, but I th- I think I'm an album guy. I think so too. Even just if it, if nothing else, an EP, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have more than just one thing or like a song and a B side to like listen yeah. to, you know. Yeah. So I'm totally in. I'm in on that. I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, you said by summertime is the penciled in date. So if anybody's looking for that, definitely go to their social medias. You have Facebook and Instagram. Yep. I know you also have a YouTube channel. Um, is there anything else that I don't? No, do you don't have Twitter? I wouldn't imagine. No, I don't think we have Twitter. No, uh, I I, love I don't know. Reg Reg is like I mean he crushes like a lot of our <laughs> he I don't know we probably have all of it. I we probably have a MySpace page. <laughs> it's back up. Yeah, you never know. You know, is it really? I think it is. Good lord. Yeah, I went. I try to get into some of my old bands from like high school. I went there like a couple years back and pulled a bunch of like pictures and <laughs> comments and things like that i was like well we're deleting a bunch of this stuff because yeah. that doesn't need to be on the internet yeah. anymore but yeah i mean i'll have to find see if i see if you have a twitter i wouldn't imagine so like the worst part about twitter is it's like a it's like your mean outdoor voice like an, Dude, in a I, world full of indoor voices i don't i think i have a personal twitter but i think i've only ever been on it like three times yeah i don't understand it well i i understand it and love it but it's full of I mean, we're at close to the end of the podcast, and it doesn't matter. It's going to be edited anyway, or this is going to be explicit anyways, but it's full of assholes. Let's yeah. just say it. Let's yeah, call yeah. it like it is. Yeah, people yeah. just go there to be mean to people. And I mean, <coughs> I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the way it works, but it doesn't fit the bill for a band, though, either. Like, yeah. it doesn't really fit the mold for what's going on. It's more for, like, live events and, like, performance things that you can comment on. And what are you going to say about a band other, other than, like, these guys are good? You know, yeah. like, check yeah. out this band or whatever, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. So it doesn't really have too much, I don't know, it doesn't hold too much weight as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, like, I I have a Twitter account for Audible Farm. I tweet all the time. Almost nobody ever interacts with it, but 
it is kind of funny if other people do follow it. Like I've had people tell me like every time you tweet something, I get a notification on my phone. So when a new podcast episode comes out, like it's just like, here's a Twitter notification about it, which is the wildest thing ever. You'd think they'd like go check themselves, but yeah, yeah. it's like, Oh, you wait for the Twitter notification. That's kind of wild, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, they all work, but yeah, well, I feel like we've covered quite a bit of stuff here. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that you, uh, after Jay Clyde still wanted to do something and everything formed together so seamlessly like this, and you found uh, a bunch of positive people to join you in a band uh, to do wonderful things. Yeah. Honestly, like, I'm, bl- I'm blown away. Like I said, when I, when I heard you guys that one day when we went to play at Ragbra, I was like, yeah. oh, oh, snap, there's a reason they're on stage downtown right now. Well, and like, credit to to all the wicked things, like, and just to follow me in a direction where I'm like, we're not going to do top 40. Mm-hmm. We're going to do like red dirt country. Mm-hmm. We're going to do like songs that I like. Yeah. Yeah. And like these, like people that we play for mm-hmm. are going to know like not very many of these songs, yeah. but like they're bangers. They rock. Like I like them. Like if I have two beers, like and this shit comes on, like <laughs> I, I come undone. Yeah. I do, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and they're just like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And then to get, like I said, like throwing the keys to the kingdom and like you get trusted with playing a bunch of shows opening up for people and like to have somebody say like, is this country? I don't know, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. But you like it and it sounds good and it, like it rocks and people have fun with it. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean. And that was the scary part about all this. It was like, I, you know. I want to do something different. It's hey. wild when you said it too. You're not playing top forty, and as much as it sucks or whatever, that's what everyone wants to hear. Yeah, I mean that's the stuff yeah. that guaranteed making you money mm-hmm. band right there. You yep. know, and you're yep. you purposefully were like, I'm not going to go that direction this time. Yeah, you know. But I feel like enough people knew a lot of you guys from your past bands, knew you from Jay Clyde, yeah. knew what you were capable of, knew you weren't going to just go out there and be like we're a band and like, we didn't practice, but we're going to try this or what, you know, yeah. like you were going to do yeah. it right. They yeah. knew you were going to do it. right. Yeah. It's just crazy to see there. And, and I don't know, like the kind of music that we're doing is like, has a cult following mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like the Yellowstone thing. I don't know if you watch Yellowstone or you I, don't. I do not, but I'm very well aware of what it is. <laughs> so it's like that, but like the soundtrack from like Yellowstone mm-hmm. is like, that's the kind of music that we're doing. And nice. like people who really listen to that music will like lay down in traffic for it. Yeah. And so like Ronley kind of said it on his podcast where he's like, you know, you could go play a show for like 30 people and these like 30 people love red dirt country. And mm-hmm. it's like playing to 5,000 people Yeah, because they just, they're so into it. Yeah. it. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I so, <clears throat> but just the faith of like all the wicked things to just like follow, like we're going to be in a band. Yeah. You know, do you want notoriety? Yeah. You want to play big shows? Yeah. We're going to play music that is not on any radio station you can get around here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing against the radio stations around here. I feel like it's sure. Your music might be like something I would almost consider like regional. You know, it's, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I had to like, use my descriptors i might say it's like like you said like it's almost like a southern country meets like 
almost like mountain country kind of mm-hmm. a feel, you know? Like sure. It's got that retro modern kind yeah, of yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's, that's well, awesome. One thing I've always really loved is like people, it's like Texas, Oklahoma country. Mm-hmm. There's people that never leave the state of Texas mm-hmm. that tour like 250 days a year. <laughs> that's wild. And like, and you wouldn't know them. Mm-hmm. But they're gods down there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, te- Texas is big enough, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that to me is awesome. Yeah. It's like, they don't have to cater to Nashville or somebody else. Like, they're just going to do their thing. Oh. And people from Texas, like, get it. Dude. And Oklahoma just get it. Like, that brings up a troubadours, good- like. That brings up such a good point. You're like, you're like an artist that's not taking commissions. You, you created a style and you're like, I do this. And people are like, well, I want you to make me one more like this and then do some of this to it, but also put some of the, and you're like, nah, it's not what I do. I do this, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to do what you want to do Yeah, and people like it, you know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's wild. That's that awesome. Was, that was kind of like what I really wanted to do with the Wicked Things. Mm-hmm. And then like Ron Lee just really bought into it. Nice. With me. Oh my gosh. Shouldn't say he bought into it. I mean, he was just down with whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. he just wanted to. You fooled him. You pulled the wool no, over his eyes. I mean, I, I, and I said it before, man. I don't know why he has the faith in me that he does, but. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys all mesh really well together. You're all great people. Like I said, I've talked to each and every one of you, and I've heard you play live, and it's amazing. And I can't wait to go hear you play live again Yeah. so I can get some merch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hats. Oh, my gosh. It's got to be the hats. Yep. So, so check it out. Uh, like you said, we kind of announced a show that is going to be coming up. So the social media for Corey Waller and the Wicked Things would be the easiest place to find that. There will be uh, links in the description description down below or uh, anywhere you're listening to this. You should be able to find a link to their information. So go ahead, give them a follow, like, subscribe, and everything else. Corey, is there anything we didn't talk about that, that you want to bring up? I don't think so. We'll, we'll get... A list of our full shows out here, I would bet probably within like the next month, and we'll just probably continue to add to that as we get closer to summer and through the fall. Nice, nice. Well, Corey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks, uh, man. Congratulations on the awesome new band that, yeah. that formed. Uh, you guys are stellar. You guys are stellar. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. You know, I consider myself pretty lucky that I get to sit down with some pretty cool people and talk about some pretty cool stuff. Corey's one of the good guys out there. I know there's a lot of them up in this area. I put a lot of people up on a little bit of a pedestal. But Corey's been out there grinding away for years doing this uh, with different people. Uh, I remember watching him play, like we said in the podcast, back in the J. Clyde band days. And when I found out he was going to make a new band, I said, uh, this band is going to be absolutely on a rocket to the top. And they've, they've proven that this year. They're, they've written some new songs. I can't wait to hear their new music. I found out they had merch. I found out a little too late. I should have bought some merch from him at the show I had kind of seen him play at earlier. I should have asked him to bring some merch. So here's the objective. Next time you guys uh, follow Corey Waller and the Wicked Things on social media, and the next time you go to one of their shows, buy a shirt and rub it in that you have one and I don't. Oh my gosh, I, uh, I gotta get one of those shirts. And if he makes hats, you better believe I'm gonna be the first person with a hat. <laughs> so check it out. Oh, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things, all the links are down below for the social media. Uh, they did announce that, or he did announce on this podcast, that they are gonna have a show coming up this year, uh, possibly in Eagle Grove at the Wright County Fair. 
that's a great place. I've played there. It is a wonderful stage, a wonderful uh, place to watch a show, and a wonderful place to go play a show. So if that uh, ends up getting announced here in the upcoming weeks, I highly suggest everyone makes plans to go to that show because it's a great venue and it's going to be a great band playing there. Um, oh my gosh, like I said earlier in the episode, I've, I've had most of his other bandmates on here. There's only one of them I haven't, but most of his other bandmates I brought on and we kind of talked about Corey Waller and the Wicked Things and what's going on with that. And it's nice to get uh, everything straight from the horse's mouth. Not that I want to call Corey a horse, but uh, a horse is a horse is a horse, of course. No, it was really cool to have him on here, and it's been, it doesn't doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it's been like two, almost three years since I've had him on the podcast, so I was really glad to get him back on here. Hats off to him for taking the time out of his day to come travel to me and hang out with me and do a podcast with me. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate that out of every single one of my guests, so I highly suggest everyone goes into the description section and checks out the links to the guests. Uh, that's where you're going to find their music. That's where you're going to find their events. That's where you're going to find updates on the band and what's going on. And so check them out. Description section down below. Click on the links. Give them a follow, a like, subscribe, share, poke, tweet, whatever you got to do to get the word out. Just uh, check out that live music. Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. They are crushing it. And I don't expect anything different out of 2022 from those guys. So hats off to each and every one of them. They found a formula that works, works for them, and it's a great one. So... Uh, you know, like I said, once again, hats off to them. They're doing a great job. They're doing great things out there and uh, doing the Northern Iowa music scene proud with some hardworking individuals. So hats off to you guys. If you guys want to check out the Audible Farm links, there's Audible Farm links down below too. They're going to be below uh, the band links. So check that out, audiblefarm.com. There's also shop.audiblefarm.com. You can find all the Audible Farm merch. We're starting to run low on merch. I'm going to have to make a new merch order here pretty soon. Um, no hoodies yet. I know I've had a lot of people bugging me about that. Maybe I should make some hats. Anybody buy an Audible Farm hat if I made one? Let me know. Otherwise, uh, I don't want to make like a million hats and have them just sitting around here. Um, koozies. I've had people ask me for koozies. The only bad thing about koozies is you got to order them in like orders of 500 pretty much in order to get them at a decent price. And I don't know if I'll be able to get rid of 500 koozies. So, um, what kind of merch do you guys want? T-shirts? I still got a few T-shirts left. A handful of styles. One of the new styles is sold out. The old style, I've got those available in two different colors as well as multiple sizes. Some of the bigger sizes are starting to sell out. I've been telling people that have been hitting me up, you need big shirts. It's like, well, I've got big shirts and they've been buying them. So if you guys uh, want a bigger shirt, hit me up. I've got them, but I don't have many of them. So that's going to be at shop.audiblefarm.com. The video versions of the podcast are available each and every week at Patreon. So you can go to the Patreon link down below and find us there. I think it's patreon.com slash audiblefarm. The link is down below once again for that. Uh, video versions every single week. Last week I didn't do one because I did a replay episode from before I did video versions. And uh, yeah, there's usually video clips that get posted on YouTube as well. But the video versions are all on Patreon. One dollar a month. That's all it costs. When you go there, it's going to suggest giving $5 a month. You can get away with $1 a month. I don't mind. $1 a month is totally cool. Video versions of the podcast will be made available there. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for being patrons uh, on the Patreon page. There's a lot of you kind of – it's slowly starting to grow. So thank you guys very much. And, uh, hey, I had a great time sitting down talking with Corey. Great guy. Great interview. This was a, a really fun time to sit down and talk about music things with him. Uh, once again – Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. All the links are down below. They are absolutely crushing it. 
and I expect great things coming out of them with their new album and, and whatever they got coming up this next year. Uh, they've been doing a great job so far, so I, I just assume they're going to keep doing great things. So hats off to those guys, and I'm out of here for this week. I'll check you guys later. Peace.